the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined by my wonderful colleagues in nonsense and soccer. I was going to say bullshit, but that, 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 that works that too. Well too. That works <laughs> yeah. too, yeah, so... No, it's just that you know, you all know I have a we have a rule that if Santi is around me and I, I can't swear because I gotta give him money, so he's not around. So I'm gonna cuss all I want today. So, yeah. <laughs> Zyron, but how you guys doing? Zyron, Zeller, two Z. <laughs> Zyron probably, you know what? They both approve. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's, last time I was on his, I was censoring myself. He's like, you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh. We're good, man. We're good. Um, yeah, not a lot to report. It's, it's melty and icy, and that's about it. I think I need ice skates to like take the dog for a walk. Yeah. But other than that, you, you can know. you can pick up another sport. Start doing a little uh, right speed skating behind the dog. That oh, was the disappointing no. thing. Is like we we didn't get our our skate in or our skate our ski in. And our, for Dega would be a skate ski, I suppose. Anyway, we didn't get our ski in yesterday like we have been for like the past three months just because the conditions are so crappy and you know didn't work out so it felt weird to to not be skiing this week <laughs> how are you bridget all right yeah you know all the usual stuff um took a i got the uh champions league schedule all worked out and blocked off a couple half days from work to burn a little pto and watch some liverpool so um that sounds like a good week monday afternoon cool. monday afternoon for merseyside derby to, tomorrow at blackheart yes yeah. yes that's um right. yeah but i mean sun's out blue sky it's nice remind me to put you at home remind me to put you on uh on giselle's pickup list so you are one of the yeah. authorized adults to come pick her up on monday <laughs> absolutely because you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, G is a great student. She's very smart. She's very competitive. And she likes to be like, you know, like, oh, I got out late last semester. That's awesome. I can always do better. Right. She's very. But when there's a class that doesn't challenge her, dear Lord, it turns into a full blown <laughs> teenager. There have been times like when I've been home, now that Nubia is home and she'll come home early from school. And I was like, what happened? You get kicked out of school. What are you doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? It's like usually, like you know, that's what happened to me. So I'm like, oh, you know, do I need to? Do I need to save? Do you, do I do we need to go and um, take care of things, right? As 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 I I, I say it, she's like, nah. I mean, my last class is really boring. All we watch is videos and do do uh, you know online work, and I'm already four classes ahead. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go home. Nice. And I'm like. Yeah. You know, if it was, yeah. it, it, it makes it extremely hard for me to be like, oh, you're ahead. Yeah, I should punish you for being ahead and doing all your homework on that class that you yeah. don't like. 
It's like, how do I, how do I do that? And of course, Nubia gets. You're in trouble for managing your time. Exactly. How how, how dare you be exceptional? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then Nubia gets mad because guess who gets all the calls that your kid was absent from? (laughs) She does. And so Uh she's like, I'm like, I'm like, well, what are you going to do? It's like the kid like made a valid argument. It's like, I can do all the courses online at home. And it's not that hard. And all the shoes show videos. And I was like, all right, well, you know, what am I? So there you go. Yeah. So that's yeah. um, So tomorrow at two and then next Tuesday is like one of Champions League at two o'clock. So, yeah. Sweet. Let me know. I'll go get her. Well, should we jump in? We don't have a lot of of local stuff here. Um, Minnesota United played a preseason match. Uh, Anything else? Nope. Yeah. There you go. Apparently, there was Brilliant. no broadcast, but there was just updates via Twitter, uh, which Eric doesn't have. So we'll just tell him that he got a little feisty at the end, and uh, Minnesota yeah. United, yeah. Minnesota United, um, lost one nothing. Um, awesome. We they they did do something that we've talked about a lot, and um, people don't seem to care for our, our information or our knowledge in soccer. But hey, Lude played the ten. Well, we can use that as a segue because it looks like that's what's going to be happening for the uh, short term at the very least. Uh, we got an announcement from the team that uh, Reynoso is not coming back. He has been suspended without pay by MLS, and apparently that's that. He'll maybe, may or may not be in prison in the next week or two, just depending on what, how the trial and all that works. And who knows? What a fiasco. Um I don't think any of us can say that we're surprised just considering the way things have been going. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess my commentary on this is once again, we, and something we've talked about before in the past is how would you have all this cash and all this staff in the front office and not have somebody making, I don't know, 20 K just to like vet and do background checks on a lot of these guys so that you're not surprised with their histories of violence or whatever it is, uh, and just trying to be a little more preventative about this. I mean, we, we found out stuff on these players doing like 15 minute Google searches that apparently they didn't know about, you know, two or three years ago. It's just like, come on. I can't, I can't wait to jump into like when, when I get access to chat GPT and just write the, say, <laughs> say, right. It's like, write a, uh, a script of Emmanuel Reynoso and his troubles in Argentina. And then just like, and then boom, submit it to Netflix and boom, we get paid. One of one of my colleagues over on E Pluribus Lunum put together one, uh, basically acting like it was a press conference with Heath. Uh, and he, he got uh, AI to say one or two more players. <laughs> <laughs> and we tried to play the hits. We uh, we tried to get it to say goals change games, but it wouldn't it wouldn't do that. Um, and many like two paragraphs kind of boiled down to that, but it didn't actually say that. But yeah, um, Amazing. yeah. I mean, Ray was he had been cleared to leave the country. We got that news in early January, so he was cleared to participate. He was scheduled for media week. He was expected to appear at media week in California and then meet up with the train for with the team for training camp in either Florida or here before they flew to Florida. Um, So obviously there's, I mean, there's something going on that like, it's a little unexpected. I don't know. Um, 
I mean, he had been cleared. I don't know if that was like an administrative thing and like, you know, he gets a visit from the policia who say, don't leave town or like something that, that like would that. Be my but, speculation. Um, yeah. Uh, but the way little, that the team has court been, summons. <laughs> yeah, the way the team has I been mean, talking about it, it, it doesn't really seem like it's uh, it, like his lawyer just said, like, no, he can't go. Like the way they've been talking about it, I think there's a little bit more going on there. Um, and that the team doesn't really know. Because um, right. there's, there's really not much behind their no comment this time around. Exactly. Which, Usually there's some subtext there. And, and last time around, there was a lot of subtext there, um, but not this time. So, I mean, you, you hope he's okay. Like, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not defending him by any means, but like also hoping that like he gets this figured out and, um, you know, faces the consequences, faces it head on, deals with this situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got all of his teammates saying, look, we just hope he's okay because no one's heard from know. him. Nobody yeah. knows what's what's up. So and I think that's the thing that's 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 jarring at me is that it doesn't seem that there's a line of commun clear communication. So you always go by the default statement, which is personal reasons, right? Or personal matters, because you don't right. know. Uh and so that is the thing that worries me in a sense, is like, well what's a freaking phone call to tell him, Hey, I got this, you know, I, I can't come. Right. That he, I don't has want like, to, you know. he has a team of representatives who travel right. with him. Then, One of them has to, has to know something right. and be able to say, Hey, like, we're not, we're not going to yeah. be there. We're not going to be there um, because we have issues. And the fact that they don't know and they have to make up statements, it forces their hand at play at having to suspend them yeah. to send a message that, yeah, right. we need I mean, here. I think I think the suspension is more of an administrative thing. Like they they wouldn't always announce it this way, and it was it was coming. I mean, the just the way that they had him. Um, I think it's less to do with him not showing up than it is to do with them having him scheduled for all of these things and have him not show up. Um, yeah. Excuse me. If he if he hadn't been scheduled for media week, I feel like some of it would have been talked about a little bit differently, but oh, I see. Um, that's interesting. So no, I still, yeah, think I mean, they, the message, they have so. no information. So of course he's going to be suspended. He's not around. So of course he's not getting paid. None of this is really news. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how much of um, the backup plan is just wishful thinking by Heath. Yeah. Um, I that mean, I, I would think that there's something because we knew, like, we didn't know he was cleared to train until like eight weeks ago, not even. Mm -hmm. So there should have been something in place. Um, and I say should with like italicized and an asterisk. Um, I tweeted that and everyone tried to <laughs> remind me of the last seven years of Minnesota United. Um, the should is doing a lot of heavy lifting, but there should be, there should be uh, some plan because we knew that this season was not going to be business as usual for Reynoso. Um, that was that, pretty clear and obvious from, you know, last year. Yeah, that leads to another point that I kind of want to bring up, and this comes from uh, Rodrigo's buddies at Extra Time. They were they were talking about well, they were doing their their preseason predictions on all the teams. And they landed on Minnesota. And uh, it was Doyle and Goss kind of basically just boiled it down to 
when they had recorded, none of this had, had uh, broke yet. So they didn't have this information, but they did know that there were, he, Reynoso was not around. They weren't sure what was happening. And so it basically became, okay, um, I think it was Doyle that said Minnesota United is a heliocentric team and Reynoso is the sun, which I thought was a really good point or a good way to say it. And so he says, with Reynoso, this team will be in the playoffs again. Without Reynoso, this team is at the bottom of the West, probably fighting to not be last in the West, which is just a huge gap and a, and a drop between, you know, feeling somewhat comfortable and safe to like <laughs> scrambling for survival. I mean, I mean, we got a, we got an early look at it last season when he was out injured mm-hmm. and they had to just, you know, live to play another match for right. like right. every game for two months. Um, yeah. So, I mean, at least at this point, they have an entire preseason without him. Um they have a few more pieces, a little bit more flexibility to move players around. Whereas last season with everyone out due to injury um, at bad times there, you know, you could only shuffle around so many pieces. Um, so I think it's going to be less of a problem right now. You've got Dotson coming back. You've got um, a few new guys, which we'll talk about coming into the fold. Um, other players coming back from injury. So I think there's a little bit more flexibility this season. Obviously, uh, not having a true backup for Ray is a problem. But um, I think that not having him from day one is going to be a bit of a benefit to the squad. Um, they're they're doing preseason without him. It's not like uh, it's not like he's just dropping out unexpectedly. Right. And obviously, even if he saying. does show up, even if he does show up, I mean, it's going to be months before he's matched. But obviously, he's not yeah. training. To, he's not training to play at the moment, so um, he'll be coming. So your argument is more from behind. like a psychological perspective, like they're actually mentally preparing for everything and trying to like work with the assumption that he's that he's well, not even. I mean, kind of I mean, thing. psychological, but also like just overall. Yeah, they're they're training from day mm-hmm. one without right. him without there him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and not with the expectation that I don't think they ever really had the expectation like he's going to be here tomorrow so we'll work on this tomorrow they're going into this with the okay without him this is what we have to do and I think that's what we see with the the lineup um for the preseason match against Red Bulls yesterday um, do you have that lineup I I, I can remember. pull it up yeah yeah second oh I think I think you bring up really great points, Bridget. I think also like not having them there gives the opportunity to other players to step up and have more playing time. So even though Lud as as is seen as, you know, can play anywhere, I think anyone can make the argument. And I surely made the argument last season that the most valuable player last season was Lud and not Ray. Um and I think this is the chance for him to to be more comfortable in a role that he's played before instead of being forced to play something else. And the return of Dotson is a big deal, especially earlier than sooner. You know, um, the return of Patrick Ware, either for the Dos Loons or to be able to get some more time up top. You know, I think builds it in. I think we'll trap. Hopefully we'll have more time to to recover from from certain things and just have some breaks. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can get you get Miguel Tapias, a new defender, you know, um, from uh, from Mexico. 
uh, and you you know he's 26 so you get you you get over to be able to get um you know someone else and is it is it Mikael um um the other defender that we're getting in so yeah yep. so so that's that that makes it more you know you have a little bit more flexibility but as you said you get used to playing without or relying on Reynoso which is something that we've talked about this team that sometimes they do a lot of And so I would expect this team to play more direct. Um, so I don't think Lude likes to hold on to the ball that long. Um, and then, you know, this benefits some other players as they're playing styles, like like Dotson. Dotson likes going forward a lot more than he yep. does. So I think, you know. Yeah, um, I think I think this lineup speaks to that. So they had uh, Boxy and Coleman being your two center backs. Valentin on the right Uh, Kamar Lawrence on the left, Trap, as usual, but then in front of him, Ariaga and Lude, uh, so playing a little bit more forward, uh, and then the usual, Amaria with Fraga on his left and Bangi on his right. Mm. So I think that'll lend a bit more to the uh, direct forward play. Um, got a couple guys who who like to run down the wings. Uh, Lude and Ariaga are pretty good at um, kind of keeping things moving in the midfield uh, and trap at the back to kind of settle things out a little bit. Um, it It's obviously going to take them a little bit to, to get used to the new back line. Uh, Valentin on the right, obviously Boxy, Coleman and Lawrence have played um, in that line before. Uh, but bringing in some other guys is going to mix that up a little bit. We know that they're not very good at being super flexible back there. Um, they kind of like to settle into settle into a usual lineup. So um, that'll take them a little bit of time. And with a pretty decent attacking lineup, I think they're going to have a little bit more time to work that out. It's Rodrigo, it's also going to force it's going to force other defenses to kind of. Uh, the advantage here is that as we, we talked about a lot last season, every defense goes in mm -hmm. targeting Ray. Mm -hmm. um, so who are you going to target now? <laughs> I mean, you, you have Lude who can score. You have Ariaga who can score. You have Bangi, Amaria, Fraga. Amaria is not, you know, the direct poacher. He's going to hang back. Uh, maybe they go after him, but they don't necessarily need him like you, like they needed Ray. So there, there is going to be a little bit of an, a bit of an advantage for like the first month or two, just because other teams are trying to figure out what exactly is happening. Um, and at the same time, you'll also have these players on the pitch trying to figure out what is happening because obviously we've seen, um, you know, he's instructions not coming through clearly and, and some of those instructions right. maybe being questionable. Um, but I mean, Yeah, there's there's a lot to work out, but I don't think it's so I I don't think it's like a lost cause. Like Yeah, okay. You just, just, because... you just answered my question. I, I was I was gonna see how you how you're reading it. So you're almost looking at more like a glass half full situation. So 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 you wouldn't necessarily agree then with the extra time analysis of of just the bottom falling out and then you know I mean not if... to be last in the conference. Provided Heath lets these guys play, you know, rather than forcing them into a weird situation, it it 
if he's not going to play the four, two, three, one, it's going to take him a little bit of time to, to really work that out. And I, obviously without a broadcast or a stream, we don't know exactly how, you know, how this lineup actually shaped up on the pitch as play was happening. Um, but I think there's enough forward attacking power at this point that you can survive without them. And they, and they did decent without them when they needed to. Um, it was at a shitty time of the season to, to deal with that, where you're, you are literally just trying to survive match to match. But yeah, right. um, I think they have the pieces to do it without them. If, you know, he lets those pieces work together and actually play rather than uh, kind of working against his formation like he has in the past. So mm-hmm. is that a little bit of wishful thinking? Probably that he will just <laughs> let these guys play. Um, Cause we know what Lute can do. We know what Bongi can do. We know what Fraga can do. Um, Trap is I think better than what we saw last season. I, I mean, I don't think it's a total lost no, cause. It's going to take a bit. That. It's going to take a bit for them to settle into it. But we've seen slow starts before. I think in yes, and, and, and the MLS is a league that you can't afford to do that. Like if you get out of five, six winning game streak towards the end of the season, that can get, literally guarantee you your right. last spot. And I mean, season, we've so. seen a successful run of like 10 games in the beginning of the season, and then yeah. they crash out into the bottom. So, I mean, I'd, I'd rather see him start off slow and and content towards the end as things kind of I mean other teams are making these big signings but there's nothing you can't assume that those guys are going to be you know in their lineups and being productive like throughout the season so yeah some other teams are going to be more flashy for the first two months yeah but that's that's how this league is like it doesn't doesn't really matter first two months there's I also think in it um that this is going to become more of a role-playing team. Like everyone has their role and everyone's going to, you know, if you put them in the position for them that they understand that need to be successful, then you can have some, it'll remind me a lot of what Leeds is looking like at this time, right? They'll, they'll, they'll surprise you by, you know, taking on an LAFC and, you know, two nothing during, you know, at the 80th minute, then, and all of a sudden two goals go in last 20 minutes right i think that's that's the kind of team that you that we that we might be able to get you know like someone who's competitive but at the same time understands that they don't do that and there'll be times where they'll surprise you right but like as i as i mentioned and i tweeted jokingly a couple of weeks ago i was like nah he's gonna renos is gonna come in with the summer window transfer and then we're going to be able to figure that out and it looks like it might be actually a reality in a sense if he comes back he comes Could back be, to yeah. that and and you know um not my need to push but to me and, I then think they, it's, and then it takes nothing for them to just fall back into old habits and be like yeah. here give here he is give him the and i think and i think um as much as people are freaking out and i think people are freaking out because um there's just always seems to be something going out with ray <laughs> and i get that um and i understand that and then it's frustrating but at the same time i'm like this forces you to be more of a diverse team in a sense of how you, how you attack and how you build and and do all that. And I much rather have um, a, a different look at a team than than what we expected. And like you said, you know, it'll take teams a while to figure them out, and it will take this team a while to figure out how they want to play together and, and how they play the best. 
And the same people who are saying that they're completely lost without Ray are the same people who said, well, thankfully they now have depth. What do you think the depth is there for, if not to sub in for this one guy who you have now pinned all of your hopes on? Yeah. Right. Like it's, I mean, plenty of times we think that, you know, a team can't do anything without a DP. This team has proved that you don't need the DP. Um, They've done better. Sure. Uh, But I think not all of the success was necessarily due to one guy who you're totally lost without. They've had to make it work before. And I think they can make it work again. Um, or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think I don't think it's time to panic yet. I would give them, yeah. like I said, give them it, two months. And, yeah. if they're, and if they're still, you know, if they still look like Everton, sure, panic. <laughs> it's like, nice if they had somebody that just, you know, Cone Mibble was their specialty so they could actually... You know, like do the vetting and understand the leagues, understand those dynamics. I mean, Comable does some decent things. vetting, but they don't do the greatest vetting either. So no, but I mean, they have better feel. There's for it certain right. blind spots in all of these things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we and it's not just this isn't a unique thing to this league or to this country, mm-hmm. or I mean, look at the look at the news like the last six months. Um, so it's not like a. I can give this club plenty of flack and the league plenty of flack, but it's not an isolated issue. Yeah. And no. I mean, I vetting, mean, I mean vetting only that. gets meant... vetting only gets you so far, yeah. right? So, like frog upon a, I mean, not really any signs in the past, other than, you know, some intercultural, uh, things that you would expect on the pitch from from certain clubs in those leagues. Um, so like, where do you, where do you draw the line? Like guy who's been connected to gang violence in Argentina. Well, that's like half, half of the league. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, I was more just thinking like, I don't want there to be, to be this reaction now though. They're just like, Oh, we're never going to, go back to looking at, at comable players and blah blah blah. No, so I, I think they, you they can't ignore they that though. Swing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean if you look at the if you look at the league now, like they're making more focuses on certain part of parts of of, of, of comable. And I think that's that's what you need to do. I think what they need to do is 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 me and you and Eric talked about it. It's not look at league at the top division clubs, but look more like at the second division and, and invest money on that aspect of it. And find someone who is really good in second division that can help you in some sort of sense get further along. Uh, and then when he really becomes a star in your league, then boom. Right. I mean, it's easier said than done, of course, but like, right. That is, that is the idea that you want to be able to do. If you, you know, if you, you know, you do that, I'd rather buy, you know, three Jeremy Yabosis for like $2 million a piece, probably my $3 million. And then, you know, spend my money wisely in that aspect of it, you know, and be like, all right, now I got, you know, this, this problem, which is, could be a good problem. But I think overall, like for me, it's just the league, the, the way the league functions and how you, how, how I want to say easily, but how ob- obtainable is to, to slide into uh, the playoffs in a sense, by just going on a run lately or having a good end 
right? If you and and that's the thing. It's like that's why a lot of people don't don't um, you know talk bad about this league in some sort of sense. That watch other leagues is that you know uh, the level of complacency is 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 a little bit. But I think that also makes us exciting, right? It's like everyone has a chance as long as you yeah. You I mean something yeah. If I if the the playoffs are going to be the top eighteen teams. Um, Things are going to be, things are going to be chippy. Things are going to be crazy. And literally anybody can end up in the playoffs. And that's what some people don't like about it. But at the same time, that's what helps some of these middling teams um, who might not have the conventional flashy, uh, you know, crazy big signings. Uh, You can work with these smaller pieces and, and figure that out. Is that a set thing? Are they, are they expanding it? Um, it hasn't been set yet. I don't think last okay. I saw it was top yeah. 18, but right on. Well, let's move on. We put a lot of time onto this. Uh, you yeah, already mentioned Tapias Rodrigo, the new dude, he's from Sonora originally, Pachuca, Zacatecas on loan. So we could get some center back depth in there. Um, I'll, I'll throw it to you again, Rodrigo, uh, jumping in with a whole bunch of NWSL and women's football noticias. So take it away. All right. Oh, this news is brought to you by, uh, Nubia Esparza, who is currently laying on her bed and um, has 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 developed a, a cane of sending me notes. So we're going to go ahead and do that just because, uh, you know, it, it, it's good. But the NWSL schedule was finally released. So the season begins March 25th, which is uh, with North Carolina and Kansas City's playing. Um, and here's some of the matchups that look really, really, really interesting. So April 1st, you have Kansas City. Uh, versus Portland. Why is that important? Because that's the rematch of the championship game, right? Uh, April 19th, you got the Wave versus the Thorns. Um, not saying that, um, you know, um, we are a Thorn-based uh, household, but we are. So this is a Challenge Cup game rematch. May 28th, you got Washington versus Gotham. June 10th, uh, the new um, the new Orlando Versus Kansas City, uh, Angel City versus San Diego, which is seems to be such a it's such a great game. It, it gives you kind of like you know el, el Tráfico type of vibes, and of course uh, Washington versus Portland on August twenty seventh. Um, Challenge Cup will be running from April nineteenth to August sixth. Um, I believe it's all going to be on HBO, right? I think as far you know, um, as far as we know yet. Um, um, so Becky Sarabrun had an op-ed on, uh, regarding um, the the headline of the op-ed was uh, "Let Mystery Trans Girls and Women Play." And so um, I'll put a I'll put a tweet out with this link. It's a really good read if you get ever get to it. Um, you know, um, another part of the news: Casey Curran signs Hannah Glass from Bayern Munich. That was interesting to me. Um, so Casey's really putting a pretty decent squad. They're investing. Um, Nicely. Um, the All Rain create partnership and schedule friendly with Club America Feminine. That's going to be fun. Um, uh, NC Courage signed Japanese midfielder Narumi Miura. Um, uh, also, this uh, conversation between Liga Feminine, MX, and MLS. I mean, and NWSL continues, right? The Courage will set up a home and friendly with Rayadas for Monterrey, which are one of the top teams in the Meliga MX. 
but as we turn a little bit to She Believes Cup, we also have to uh, talk about what the Canadian women's soccer team um, announced, um, which is that they are um, they announced that they're going to go on a strike. Um, and because they've been in negotiations um, for over a year um, and the Canadian Federation is not really in investing money in youth and development as well as other areas. Um, and with the success of the, of the, um, the men's World Cup um, and in the eve of the women's playing not only She Believes Cup, but also in another Women's World Cup, um, it, it, the players and the Players Association have decided to take a stand that's, that's sorely needed. Um, and um, it's, it's led to a very interesting conversation between Canada and uh, Canada Federation and the Canadian players. Um, um, I think there was a quote in the statement that, that you wanted to point out, Eric. Is that something that you still want to do? or? Uh, I don't have it queued up, but if you got it, you can take it. Um, I try to remember what the quote was that you were thinking. Of. Hold on. Uh, keep going. I'll find it. Yeah. So then, um, so there's a, they made an official statement, but then, um, Canada, uh, the Canadian Federation, um, pretty much is forcing players to play. I'm ready. So let's this hear that. The, quote yeah. Re- this is Canadian soccer players, uh, association, And they say, quote, despite our strong record of success and history making achievements for more than a decade, we continue to be told there is not enough money to adequately fund our program and our youth teams, unquote. Um, Yeah, just brutal, especially considering, like you're saying, that they're scheduled to basically get to it and start playing in less than a week. Right. And so um, so the league pretty much is is forcing the Canadian women's soccer team to to, to work. And so they released another statement um, that were taking in response to Canada soccer significant cuts to their program. Uh, representatives of the Players Association met with Canada soccer this afternoon for hours long meeting, which concerned the players were discussed detail. Prior to that meeting, Canada soccer told us that they consider a job action to be unlawful strike. They told us that if we did not return to work and did not commit today to playing in Thursday's game against the United States, which is, she believes, Cup, they would not only take legal action to force us back to the pitch, but would consider taking steps to collect what could be millions of dollars in damages from our player association from each of the individual players currently in camp. So what is that um, with, with, with that threat? Um, I continue on saying as the individual players who have received no compensation yet from any of our work for Canada soccer in 2022, folks, we're in 2023. We cannot afford the risks that personal action against, against us by Canada soccer will create. Because of this, we had advised Canada soccer that we will return to training tomorrow and will play She Believes Cup as scheduled. But as players have access and like to voice their their opinion um christian sinclair legend christian sinclair posted out uh, a tweet saying to be clear we are being forced back to work for the short term this is not over we will continue to fight for everything we deserve and we will win the she believes cup in played 
will be played in protest. So that's where we currently stand. Can I ask you something really quickly, just in terms of broadcast? I think um, for HBO, if I'm not mistaken, it was She Believes that's going to be on HBO, right? I believe so, yeah. So so we don't know yet for Challenge Cup. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool, just for no, clarification. No, we don't, yep. Yep, sorry. Yep, I did. No, miss not it. at all. Not at all. Just wanted to, yep. Nope, not at all. No big deal. Uh, cool. I mean, not cool in this respect. This is this is terrible news, but I'm um, I'm glad they're taking action. Um, whew, it's just the the way these things hit when like they're expected to go out there and and play and do their job, and and then we learn all this backstory kind of at the same time um, when like when the tournament's getting ready to go. It's just it's tough when it all hits like this. Right, and the thing too is that they haven't been paid since 2022. That's yes, that's the big one. So we don't know if that means it's over been over a year or you know where regardless these people need to get play, paid, and um, you know and and um to give a different insight, uh, our favorite Heath Canadian Heath Killing Kyle also put out um uh, she's, a she's getting way too much time on this podcast lately. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> the hey. last three no, episodes. This, this is an interesting take though. This is an interesting take. So. She, this one's this one's positive though. It's true. Yeah, it's so, true. So um she has not had to delete the tweet. That's the say. Let's put it that way. So um Killing Kyle states that massive corporations have come to Canada soccer wanting to give 100% of their money to the women's program. Both Canada Soccer and CSB have turned multiple companies away. In short, turning money away, I repeat, very large corporations. So the question then becomes into is like, is, is if, if it's not um, a conversation about where the revenue can be generated from, is it more a conversation as to who the powers in charge in the Canadian Federation are not um, making the decisions that will benefit their programs and their development and their players that's the question so so you know this i'm sure will develop more and will and as world cup time comes around i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if if this takes more of a global scale look at, at things and i and i hope it does because um we've talked about how many different changes need to happen in in the women's game worldwide um, we've always talked about like in She Believes Cup or in just overall like friendlies with the United States. People always wondering, was like, why is this team that we've never heard of national team playing this? Because they get money out of it. And that's one reason to fund their their program. And so I think uh, our 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 solidarity to the Canadian Soccer Players Association and the and the Canadian women's national team for, for taking this big step. And um, we look forward Definitely. to shining more light into this whole thing. And we'll be keep on keeping up reporting. So if you guys hear anything, just send us links, all that good stuff. So well said, and this is, thank you. It's kind of ironic given that we were just talking about the other nations invited to the She Believes Cup, uh, finally getting paid to play mm-hmm. against these higher level, um, high level competitors. Uh, to then have this all happen. Right. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there is going to be a magnifying glass on them, partly because of development of a Canadian league. Uh, they're going to be kind of looking at all levels of Canadian soccer, I think, uh, internationally. So yeah, we'll see. Nice. Well, that's a good place to take a break. We'll come back with some internationals.
Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. It is the international news football session, so let's start it off with Eric. Well, this is the one that everybody's been talking about since, uh, well, it's almost been a week now already. Uh, things didn't go great for Leeds last weekend. I think it was the day after, right? Like Monday last week, we learned that uh, Jesse Marsh, uh, Wisconsin's own, you know, trailblazing and ha- hiring all the guys from the U.S. for Leeds United. He's out, sacked. Um, they've already played. I think this today was the second match, in fact, with, with the new uh replacement manager uh armas still from the from the united states is still on as an assistant so holding it down for the time being but yeah i'll just throw to uh you two my esteemed colleagues maybe for some comments or or uh opinions i i well we'll start with this what what's the next step for jesse marsh i know that the we know the fiascos around u.s soccer right now with the coaching situation and just everything in general but uh there was so much talk about trying to get him when he was unavailable well now he's available uh do you think this happens u.s men's national team i think it could it wouldn't surprise me at all um there's also a jim Curtin has said that he's willing to by some reports willing to leave union for an assistant coaching job so imagine martian Curtin. i that would be cool. That's a good combo. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is a little bit of a surprise. You give them time to bring in all these guys and then cut him before you can even see them play. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, they, they did play this morning. I watched the second half uh, Rashford with two uh, to go two zero. actually it could have been four Oh, there were two. I went up to brush my teeth and change my clothes and came back and there was two goals. Yeah, it was fast. It's, it's, it's really interesting. That's why, like, I mentioned that this could be what the loons are like in a sense. Like, they play really good defensively for like 80 minutes and then boom, they just implode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for until that point, Leeds looked like the better side in this game and they were they were holding it up against Man U. And then, you know, Rashford with that first header and, and he has a tendency yeah. to kind of to really turn things around. So, mm-hmm. Not not really a huge surprise, even you know, with like without the coaching situation. I think that match wasn't really a big surprise. But um yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they do and how the, the American trio does. Um too bad that they don't get to be coached under Marsh together, but um I think he has a decent shot at being US head coach uh and if there's any truth to the curtain story i'd oh, absolutely yeah. take that combo any day yeah yeah that would be the the combo you would we would want i mean it, I, he like i said like you said i think he has a shot i think he's there if he wants it um but i think it you know the the state of the administrative side for u.s soccer is in a big limbo. And I think if I were a smart um, person, I would wait until some of those other positions fill <laughs> be- <laughs> to see who, to Especially, see who I can. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially since he's coming off of being the guy who replaced somebody at Leeds and right. getting sacked. And then and then would you really want to come into the men's national team in, in this particular scenario? That would be mm-hmm. um that would be a little tough. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean of of all the potential candidates, I think he's the Yeah, no, I agree. He's the I best think... one for the job. But yeah, I like I wouldn't want him to take it and then get just surrounded by uh scandal after you know. scandal yeah or, exactly you know I, I and i think it, it'd be great i think a curtain i think you know i i would i would give the job to curtain if you wanted it um just because i believe so much in the style of, of how he does things and and it's just a great coach overall i think that would be great but i i, I also think that you know it only has to be with who's who's in charge and, and what what is their philosophy and what are they going to let you do Right. Because Jesse Marsh, like you said, comes from a place where like, hey, I'm doing good with this American players, brings in over Western McKinney and a week later he's gone. So mm-hmm. like, I would be apprehensive play, and anxious. Yeah. yeah, I would be really apprehensive and anxious about be like, OK, if I come over here and let's say, you know, I bring a bunch of young kids in and over and we're doing fine. And then like, you know, boom, you know, we, we take last place in Copa America and then I'm sacked. Well, I mean, this kind of segues into the next thing, which is kind of old news at this point, but still having quite the impact uh, of Manchester City being under multiple investigations of breaching a, a decade's worth of uh, financial deals. And it, it, none of us are, I don't think, are really surprised about this. We've seen bits and pieces of it kind of come out, but now, you know, they're actually putting the full reports together and it looks really, really bad. Um the big questions are, you know, what consequences are actually going to come from this, if any, uh, they've been throwing around ideas of potentially even being ejected from the Premier League, which, which seems too far out and incredible, but then who knows, you know, if they're really going to take it seriously and like crack down on some of these financial crimes. Um, So again, still too early to see what's actually going to come from this, the aftermath. But it begs the question, you know, if something does happen, what, what's going to happen to a lot of these players? What's going to happen to Pep Guardiola? Which kind of circling back then to this whole coaching thing, you know, I, I put up on the IG that poll, where's he going to go? What's going to happen? And I, I put the U.S. men's national team as an option there and I actually got a few votes and a couple hits. Uh, probably a more, I mean, well, probably, if you want a much chaos, more distant one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it it would be fun for the for the show that would be pep coaching a national team um less chaos than Mourinho, to be clear well i mean everything is less chaos than Mourinho. <laughs> um <Bang it. laughs> but, uh, i mean it's it's weird because this is all stuff that they ignored and excused for so mm-hmm. long and then now they're like oh but there's all these things that together are this really big thing and now we need to do something about it. Well, you ignored all of them. Like none of this was hidden well right. at all. Like there's literally no surprise whatsoever about yep. any of this stuff. But now suddenly they're thinking, no, we do have to do something about this. It's too, it's too freaking late. Um, and too I, freaking I, late. And it's been a model that others have now copied. Like right, exactly. You've, so you've, already, you've already set this tone for the entire league. And now you want mm-hmm. to eject the team that started that. Um, from the Premier League, I don't think it's going to happen just because. Uh, but 
because it's already happened so much with, with other teams, um, you, you know, you can't punish one and then disregard an entire league of, of the exact same actions when you've already excused it for. Can, can you imagine if all Saudi and like Gulf money and just corporations were all, it's, all cold? <laughs> like the whole league would just collapse. There'd be like four teams <laughs> in the first division um, and a couple gone from the second division. Um, yeah, Brent, Brentford would be okay. Uh, who else? Basically, uh, your bottom, West your Ham. bottom four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. And right. And uh, bef- before we started recording, they were showing um, the fans outside of Man City because they're playing right now. Uh, when the bus pulled up, there's blue smoke. You would think that they had just won something massive. They haven't secured uh, first yet, but <laughs> all these fans. The I think the commentary was like you can see it's us against the world. Like there, there's a whole lot of just, you know, you, you take us on, we take on you kind of mentality going there. And I mean, with, with all of that, a lot of Kool-Aid drinking. Yeah. And I think the momentum to, to do anything about any of that is gone and was probably gone like three years ago. Mm. So I mean, cool that they're finally talking about it and saying that it's a problem. Great. Awesome. But then where but, does it stop, too? It's like, all right, fine, you're going to take this one club in this one league. What about La Liga? What about Liga? You, you got to go all around UEFA, basically. And start where playing. are we choosing to draw the line? Correct. And is it only exactly. drawn because so many people have complained about Man City? Or... I it's so dumb. I don't yeah, know. PSG's out there going, yeah, 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 do something about them. It's a good idea. Uh, are you yeah capitalism speaking of capitalism the club world cup um in in, uh that's a good segue thank you (laughs) thank you yeah um kind of a big surprise i don't think i certainly didn't see this one coming i'm not sure about you but but flamengo popped in uh for their semi-final against al-hilal from saudi arabia and they lost uh final score is three two to Al Hilal, um, I didn't get to see much. I saw a couple goal highlights. It, it looked like Flamingo was the better team, and then they kind of shot off the gas, maybe like in the 60th something minute, which allowed this uh, Vieto to score in the 70th, and that was the third goal at that point. And then they were kind of yeah. scrambling to get their second in stoppage, but it wasn't enough. Three-two final. That sounds go. accurate, though. You know, like, oh hey, we don't really care about this crap. Let's just play 60 minutes and then just whatever, you know? Yep. Then they woke up and it was too late. Um, so it's over now. Uh, yesterday was the final. Al-Hilal, good, congrats to them for making it. Uh, but, of course, uh, they're going to hit the wall. It is Real Madrid and the uh, Vini Jr. show with uh, with a shot of uh, Valverde and Benzema. Vini and Valverde, between the two of them, each got a brace. So that's four goals right there. <laughs> Benzema got the fifth. Uh, five to three is your final. Uh, no real surprise here that Real Madrid gets to lift the uh, Club World Cup once again. I, I don't even know how many times it's been at this point. It's it's happened more than a few. So there you go. I, I did the Brazilian trio though that kind of commandeer that team between Vini Rodrigo and uh, Militão. It's it's so fun to just watch those three um, 
proud black Afro-Brazilian kids just out there doing their thing and fighting racism and having fun and then and playing the games of their lives like they're just thriving so that's enjoyable big positive um FA Cup dreams faded for Wrexham uh they, they did their uh their repeat thing that they do in this weird playoff situation in this in this cup uh so they played again with against Sheffield and Sheffield kind of just took it to him. Uh, three to one was the final score, including two very late stoppage time goals, 94th and 96th minute. Um, but there you go. Three to one. Well, well, there was, there was some controversy in this one too, right? There was like a, a I'll, I'll throw it to Rodrigo. I think he wants to talk a little bit. No, there was a block penalty. That's so what it was. It was one, one. And there was a block penalty. And again, you know, hit the 90th minute and boom, you know, you can't play defense that well when you're tired so mm-hmm. so i mean it's good still, for Wrexham. that's what know. i was gonna say exactly yeah, good for them you know the, this has sealed their um their 15 minutes of um fame in oh my god in what in what will be the 15 the, 15 seasons 15 seasons of, of tv programming <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> yeah i mean they're they're getting a bit more cash injected into the into the whole thing and they'll yep. just keep it going so it's it's really just the start for them on this new start i can't i can't wait till a saudi arabian uh oligarchy buys Rexham so they can just totally <laughs> and then they're investigated for having yep. a couple mm-hmm. movie stars <laughs> exactly in 10 years you gotta wait 10 years though that's that's yes, the thing yes yes wait it's totally excused for a decade yep. right. uh, or maybe ryan reynolds decides that he wants to uh purchase and start like a new mls team or something like i don't know maybe he'll just bring rexham over and just he's he's canadian though maybe 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 it'd be a canadian one Hmm. he's he's from vancouver him and uh him and maybe uh will arnett will get in on that he's also that's right he supports arsenal but um but uh yeah i know he's been he's been pulling for those guys too so there's nice. there's plenty of them that you would think would jump in on this Canadian Premier League deal, um, and start something up. We'll see. see maybe that. maybe with that maybe with that momentum out of Rexham, um, they could pull that together. Absolutely. Well, this is the not again section. Uh, apparently, there is this rumor of revamped European Super League uh, A22 Sports Management talking about something new that sounds like something old uh new competition 60 to 80 teams 14 matches i mean how does this even fit with the domestic leagues anywhere um this is coming from men and blazers but i mean i'm sure they're thinking specifically about the epl but again it could be cut and paste pasted on on any league i there, there was so much uproar and protest to get the thing shut down by these i think they're mostly u.s based <laughs> owners <laughs> try to push this um any any news or comments from you two just yeah, probably no I mean, surprise i'm guessing god forbid you go two months without talking about starting a new competition and league um maybe maybe man city will get ejected from premier league and then just join this <laughs> oh no bridget don't put it in the universe like- <laughs> bridget don't do it <laughs> um it's it's uh, so dumb. I don't I don't understand. But then yeah. again, I'm I'm not a billionaire with it'll uh, just be the, the, the Man City League interest. of Premieres or something. 
Man City tours and plays 60 different teams. Uh. <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah, it doesn't end. Every time one one stops, something else pops up. Just just let it die. Seriously. Just, Seriously. just let it die. Just how many tournaments, die. how many leagues do you need to have? Yeah. Carabao yeah. Cup, mm-hmm. Champions we'll you, League, yeah. Club World Cup. Mm-hmm. I, on and on. You know what they should call it? She called it the replay league. <laughs> that always ends every time every time someone crashes out of one of the other champions league events they go to they the go super straight league, to it and that's the, the league. it's like a consolation tournament yeah that's tournament of losers. yeah and then the, the, Line the them thing up. is you're, you're constantly playing it doesn't mean matter if you win or lose anymore it's yeah. like oh cool you you're qualified playing. for this you lost great guess where you're going Congratulations! Here's your ticket to. That's right. It's to the replay cup, uh, where every if every game doesn't matter because you're this, replaying it again next week. We're 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 being sarcastic, but this is pretty much the way it's going. And if if you keep tying, you just keep replaying the game. Keep on replaying. You can't, nope, you can't do penalty kicks. Nope. Nope. Just just, just keep going. The, yeah, there's, there's like a a billionaire owner in in one of the coasts right now that's gonna hear this and be like. Brilliant. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Just tour the same exact. It, it'll be like that uh, international tour where the big teams go compete around different countries, mm-hmm. but it'll be the same two teams playing the same game in different stadiums. Yeah. Everywhere. Just imagine Perfect. like, you know, a 30 game season with like playing the same two teams. Always. <laughs> uh, that's And that's when football that dies. That's, when that's exactly. That is. That's that's pretty much what they're trying to do. Yeah. Man, Man City A versus Man City B for six months. Here we go. You said you wanted more. All right, we'll give you more. <laughs> Here you Pep, go. Pep, Pep's got to run back and forth between the two sides. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pep, Pep pulls pulls uh, Eric Winalda and um and coaches is coaching both by, uh, via, via Zoom. Coaches via Zoom the game. Oh yeah, perfect. That's it. That's and it. In the stands somewhere. Yeah. Two computers. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. No, they I make it. they make like a little robot and they just put like an iPad. <laughs> the like the, right yeah, there. like Even the VAR better. console deal, except there's one on each side for coaches, and then there's like the actual VAR. Perfect. Well done, guys. Well done. The, well, there's the script is done. It's out. <laughs> So now that I mentioned VAR, that brings up uh, the Brighton controversy where a VAR official forgot, air quotes around forgot, to draw the offside lines on a goal. Mm. Are you serious? This happened recently, right? Yeah, it was just this weekend. Let me, I'll pull up the story. I didn't know. Yeah, I've I've not been watching a lot of football, but yeah, that's just crazy. Well, while you grab that, I'll do a couple of good news things here yeah. out of out of Brazil. Um, so we've we've been obviously covering the uh, amazing, progressive, and and frankly revolutionary ideas in 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 the Paraná with kicking men out of the stands and basically just letting women and kids and youth up to age twelve take over. And then we so we saw it with Curitiba and we saw it with Atlético Paranaense, and then the two teams played. And there was just this massive brawl. And so the joke was, well, clearly we just need to get rid of men everywhere, including the pitch, because it's still happening. Um, but then this led to clearly people were paying attention, not just uh, us, but like within Brazil. There's a senator from Sao Paulo, um, I'll get her name here, 
Samia Bonfin is her name. And she basically says, okay, clearly this is a solution and this is working. So she actually has a bill running now uh, at, in, in the Congress to permanently make uh, um, ticket prices for women half price throughout the entire country to incentivize it, to basically try and keep something like, something like this going and to kind of keep um, stupid dudes and hooligans and jerks out that would cause violence, you know, which is, I mean, imagine that, that that's something that could easily be applied here as well. Like women, kids, you know, go to St. Paul, go to Allianz or whatever, and you're paying, you know, 10 bucks instead of 20 or whatever it is. Pretty big deal, pretty big deal. And then, and directly related to that, we almost need to have our own section. I feel like um, the, the new uh, president of CBF, Rodriguez, we talk about him all the time and all the cool stuff he's doing. Well, he's at it again. He He's not just focused on women's football connected to all the big clubs that are well-funded, your Flamingos, your Palmeiras, your Corinthians, et cetera. He wants every single team from all of the different divisions B, C, E, D. So even the teams that are like, you know, Serie Day, you're talking about teams that are even struggling to keep their men's football teams alive. He's like, it doesn't matter. If you can field a men's team by 2027, you're fielding a women's team. He wants every single club to have a women's affiliate, which is spectacular. So he just, he, he just keeps hitting it, man. Like, I'm I'm very impressed. Like, he he's shooting all these shots and scoring and... It's it's he's doing more and coming up with more ideas, but then actually applying them and like getting them through than any CBF president I've ever seen in the past four decades. And probably anybody even in Conmebol, you can probably start to even expand it to like FIFA at this point. I mean, remember, we're we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with this whole drop point for racism thing, but that's his baby. And if that works, it's it's going to like, you know, pond and the ocean ripple effect throughout the entire world like nobody's business so i mean he's he's on a roll he's doing really well all right bridget so there were actually there were two of these brighton was one of them two weeks ago in an fa cup game but um this recent one uh has massive implications so brentford versus arsenal um the PGMOL Professional Game Match Officials Limited, uh, which is their version of pro referees here, uh, has admitted two significant errors with far offside decisions, one of which went against Arsenal that could have implications in the Premier League title race. Uh, so Arsenal drew 1-1 at home to Brentford on Saturday with Ivan Tony earning a point for Arsenal with an or, Sorry, for Brentford with an equalizer in the 74th minute. The VAR instigated a review for possible offside against Ethan Pinnock in the buildup. He cleared that offside, but he failed to identify Christian Norgard, who assisted the goal, had come back from an offside position. It meant the offside lines were not applied to Mason, so the goal was allowed to stand. The result leaves Arsenal six points clear of Man City with the two-point two teams meeting at the Emirates on Wednesday. Um, So that's two points lost from Arsenal in a very tight race for the top. Um, It was the second major VAR error involving Mason and Arsenal, Mason being the the VAR um, ref. 
with the disallowed goal at Manchester United uh, against um, Arsenal. So that's two now, <laughs> counting Brighton's uh, same exact thing for Brighton. Yeah, Hulk how Logan many strikes this guy going to get? Cup time, grief, right? right. And I mean, they props to this new chief referee, Howard Webb, who was actually, um, he promised, according to this ESPN article, he promised greater openness and transparency over decision-making. And now he is putting that into action and, and actually talking about these. But yeah, it's, I mean, dude forgets to draw the lines, offside lines on plays twice. It's literally, <laughs> there's been a lot of the, you had one job memes posted on this one. Um, just ridiculous. And if you're going to lean on, we're going to keep leaning on VAR and making it like a, you know, computer calculated uh, fraction of an inch or whatever on each of these calls. Uh, there needs to be some, some big change there. And I think we'll see, and we'll hear a lot more about that for about Arsenal and Man City as they, uh, as they get closer um, to the end of the title race there. Damn, that's yikes. Uh, well, more, more uh, fodder for everybody that wants to go full robot instead of humans and human <laughs> error and just turn this thing into like the, uh, the, the, the T-1000s all controlling. Everyone wearing sensors and setting off right. lasers and whatever. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, cool. On that one, uh, any, anything else for the video? You said you were, you were searching for something. <laughs> Do we have something happy to report? And, I, uh, I did mine too like... early, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, no. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Except if you, Everybody want, if just... you guys want to talk about, um, I'll send you guys the, the little meme of the, of the little frog with a cowboy hat running, uh, riding a, riding a little turtle super fast. I mean, that's probably the only happy news I've gotten. So I don't, I don't, uh, but yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. That's good. Right on. Well, thank you, esteemed colleagues. So it's great to see you and hear your opinions and talk with you, Rodrigo and Bridget. Thank you, listeners, for sticking around. We appreciate you all very much. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Show. If you want to support this and get little little snippets out, little outtakes. That's what they're called. Yes, outtakes. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, we'll have uh, She Believes Cup. We'll be rolling. That'll be the big thing. And maybe some more minnesota united news uh some preseason stuff and yeah we'll some news else, uh, or or lack of news or, not. or news of no news or <laughs> that's right whatever. yeah yeah well said we'll, we'll, cover or we'll it just make up news you know yeah so. we'll just we'll wing it that's fine perfect we'll make news all right hasta luego take care